Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today I will be concluding the first letter of John, uh, chapter 5. It's been quite a journey. Uh, yesterday we looked at John chapter, 1 John chapter 4, where to me the apex is where John says, God is love and perfect fear cast out all love. That's in the fourth chapter, the uh, 18th verse. Today, we conclude the first letter of John with John giving a testimony that faith conquers the world, and he tells us that if a person believes in Jesus Christ, then your sins will not be mortal. Uh, yes, a sin is a sin, but he's saying that your sin will not drag you to the grave. So as I read through this, I want you to listen very carefully, and uh, then I will pose some questions for our mutual reflection a little later. Let's begin from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God conquers the world, and this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is the truth. There are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive human testimony, the testimony of God is greater, for this is the testimony of God that he has testified to his Son. Those who believe in the Son of God have the testimony in their hearts. Those who do not believe in God have made him a liar by not believing in the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. And this is the testimony. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life, and this is the boldness we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have obtained the requests made of him. If you see your brother or sister committing what is not a mortal sin, you will ask, and God will give life to such a one. To those whose sin is not mortal, there is sin that is mortal. I do not say that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that is not mortal. We know that those who are born of God do not sin, but the one who is born of God protects them, and the evil one does not touch them. We know that we are God's children and that the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come 
and has given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true. In his son Jesus Christ, he is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. And thus ends the fifth chapter of the first letter of John. I'd like to now pose some questions for reflection based on what we've just read. Number one, what are the major ideas or lessons you take away from this chapter? Two, what is the lesson John is teaching regarding the difference between people who believe that Jesus is the Son of God and those who do not? Three, John talks about how not every sin is mortal. What do you think this means? I'll give you my take on it. I think that what John is saying here is that people are prone to make mistakes, they're prone to sin, but that if you believe in Jesus Christ, your sins in this world are forgiven. They are not going to necessarily drag you to the grave. But what he is saying is that uh, people who have not accepted Jesus as the Son of God, who accept some other kind of truth, uh, that they fall outside of this protection. And then finally, do you have any other thoughts regarding this chapter? I'd like to conclude us now with a prayer. Lord, I thank you that you have promised that I do not have to worry that every mistake I have ever made will cast me into hell without end. I thank you for the promise of your love. I thank you for the promise of salvation from death. I thank you for your promise to be with me in life and beyond life, into glory without end. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ. I appreciate so much you taking the time to join me in this spiritual venture. We just concluded 1 John, uh, all five chapters. Tomorrow, we will begin the second letter or the second epistle of John. And I hope you'll plan to be with me. If you're ever in Detroit, I invite you to stop by the church where I'm blessed to serve as pastor and senior minister, the Plymouth United Church of Christ, which is located at 600 East Warren Avenue. We worship on Sundays at 8.30 in the morning, but also at 11 in the morning and Wednesdays at noon. Until tomorrow or the next time, God bless and God keep you.